0: My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh, and this is
1: Steelers country. All right, this is Steeler country. I'm your host Tony. We're back for more. This is what week two of our awards show. This year, really, uh, we're gonna we're gonna spread it out this year. Give you some content in the month of February where we don't normally give you uh, a whole lot of content. Today, we're going to be doing most potential, most improved, and if we have time, we'll do defensive player, offensive player, and MVP. I have Mike and Joe with me. Mike, how are you tonight? I am ready to roll. Joe?
2: Still my offseason argumentative self.
1: Huh. It's almost like we're recording these all on the same night. Uh, all right, let's start with most potential. Uh, this is an interesting one for, for, uh, for this team because it was such a young team. I have a long list here of players. Um, let's go over it. I have Eli Rogers, Sammy Coates, Kobe Hamilton, Jesse James, Artie Burns, Sean Davis, Javon Hargrave, Demarcus Ayers, and Bud Dupree. So I think this was a, this was a very young team with a lot of emerging stars. Um, I know when we did this uh, award show last time, we one of the rules we had was that if someone was productive, then they really couldn't be on this list. right? If they had already kind of shown their potential a little bit, uh, they weren't able to be on that list. I tried to keep those guys off, but I think the two that I left on are uh, Eli Rogers and Bud Dupree. Do either of you have problems with Eli Rogers or Bud Dupree being on the most potential list?
2: No, because they didn't really get a lot of playing time, but they got enough to to get you excited, which is the whole point of this list.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's basically where are you now to where you could end up, and um, I think for both of them, it's it could be very big.
1: Okay, I'm going to make an argument for removing Eli Rogers from this list, and I know I made the list, and now I'm immediately going to remove someone. But check this out, because I looked this up the other day, and it blew me away. So Eli Rogers had 48 catches for 594 yards this year and three touchdowns. Okay, here are his numbers in college: 41 catches, 451 yards or 454 yards, a touchdown; 46 catches, 505 yards, four touchdowns; 44 catches, 536 yards, four touchdowns; 45 yards or 45 catches, 525 yards, three catches. He has been unbelievably, remarkably consistent for four years of college, his freshman, sophomore, junior, senior years, all pretty much the exact same year. And then he goes into the pros, he catches 48 balls, 594 yards, three touchdowns.
0: Who do you uh, play for?
1: He played for Louisville. Oh, but he's doing it on a, on a on a offense that's crowded
2: with a lot of talent in what he does. Um, Was it really that you know, crowded I mean, this year, though? Well, like, granted, there were injuries and there were, you know, extenuating circumstances. But no, 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 nonetheless... Um, you know, other than Brown attracting attention, um, he, he had to work for for anything that he that he got. I mean, he didn't only have to fight Brown for the ball; he had to fight Bell for the ball. Yeah, right.
0: That's true. I mean, Le'Veon caught seventy five passes, and he carried the ball a lot. So,
1: the other argument I'll make against Eli is that he will be the slot receiver next year. There's nothing that's going to happen that's going to make him not be the slot receiver, right? I mean. Uh,
0: I mean if he catches 70 passes next year that'll be a surprise but you know so how much improvement is that
2: Right I mean it's yeah, I, 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 I can understand I kind of agree with this. you guys on that like he, I don't know. I I, I I think his potential is that he's going to just continue to do this for a long time Right um and and that that I do expect to happen so that is I mean that's quite a potential that this is a guy that I, yeah. you know I think he's pretty much you know it's his position now to lose. Like I'd be surprised if this guy wasn't doing this for the next five years. Right,
1: I agree.
0: And, and he'll consistently improve. So, you know, he doesn't have great potential, but it's it's good potential. And I'd almost make the exact same argument for Jesse James.
1: Jesse James is another he, one I could see if you take him off this list.
0: You know, I mean, he's he's good. He, he had thirty nine catches. And we expect him to improve a little bit each each year, but I don't see him being drastic. He's not going to turn into Gronk or anything no, like he's that, not right?
1: Not even Gronk, yeah. No, I I, can, I mean, I'll, I'll, if you guys are good, I'll take Jesse James off. I think Jesse James can come off the list. Joe. Yeah, I agree. Okay. What about uh, Kobe Hamilton? I mean, Kobe here. Okay, so Kobe Hamilton was a practice squad guy who only really got to play because Darius Hayward Bay and Marcus Wheaton both got hurt. Um, and so we kind of needed someone to play that role. You know, I thought he was decent this year. He made a lot of great combat catches. Um, he's a fun guy to watch because he was rarely wide open, right? He was normally had a guy draped all over him, but yet he still found a way to make the catch. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of seems to, I don't know how much potential he has. I agree. I would be very surprised. I, I would, I wouldn't, I'm sorry. I would not be surprised if he didn't even make the roster next year.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how high his ceiling is. I mean, he can prove us wrong, but um, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if he makes a roster and continues where or, or improves a little bit, but yeah, I wouldn't put him in the top three for most potential based on the rest of the list.
1: Yeah, Joe, you agree?
2: Yeah, not not yet. I mean, I could see him getting there because of those. I mean, he has got potential, but he didn't show us enough to think, all well, that you know, we it's really high because. Just was, there wasn't enough evidence, but he did, he did make some great, you know, some great catches. Yeah,
1: and the other guy who I think is similar to that on this list. I mean, I know we're going on the wide receivers only here, but Demarcus Ayers is another one who, I mean, he had like some flashes this year. He, I think, he played really well in that game against the Browns, the one where Landry started. Um, but how much do we really see of him, and do we really think? I'll say this.
0: I mean if you're willing to go with blind potential, you know, this is kind of like the Dree Archer thing. <laughs> here
1: we um, go, here you go. know,
0: where, where, where you're just like, I could see something in this guy and even though he hasn't proven anything yet. Um, other, other than – I mean he had a big pass interference penalty in the here Ravens we game. The 27- <laughs> he got a couple of passes and I think I think this also. Oh, here we go. He was – going back to last week, right? <laughs> yeah, It was a little disappointing yeah, that yeah. he was not on no, the three-man roster down. against the Patriots.
1: The 2017 most – uh, disappointing of the year is the coach's use of Demarcus Ayers. Yes,
0: there you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: I can't wait for next year's podcast. I already, we've already got it. We well, I just said that.
0: Right <laughs> I just said that it was disappointing he wasn't on the fifty-three man roster. Yeah, he could have made a difference against the Patriots. Yeah, who
1: did they? Who did they put on there instead? Of, oh, Sammy Coates. They wanted to use. Sammy I guess it
0: Coates was Sammy. Which I agree with, but I guess it would have been nice to see Sammy a couple but, weeks before just to get
1: him Sammy's fingers more. were not
0: ready. Not not ready. All right, I can see taking him off, but I just wanted to make the case there.
1: Yeah. No, I'm so not... so
0: I could so I could pull a Joe three years later and say <laughs> I told you guys. Yeah.
1: That's just it. like Joe
0: did with Antonio with Antonio
1: Brown. Brown, yeah. What? No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not giving DeMarcus MVP back, this season like Tony.
2: you did.
1: You know, since he did
2: that, you have to go back and you have to find that piece from that podcast whenever Antonio Brown's rookie season was 2000. 2010, uh, 2010. 2010.
1: 2010. You made him MVP. 10. You know, it was 10 because he, he, he caught two passes.
2: He caught two passes. The yeah.
1: MVP. They were a tremendous
2: clutch passes tremendous. that advanced the team in the postseason.
0: I think he had a kick return for a touchdown in the first game. He had two, his but. first touchdown. Just in the go NFL back.
2: Touchdown. I don't remember all. The <laughs> that is true, now. isn't it? He, I remember <laughs> taking a lot of crap from you two. Okay, about hey, you called the it. Guy.
0: Listen. You discovered James Harrison, you discovered Antonio Brown. We're right, getting just, incredible. I don't, I don't
1: know how. Listen, Joe, you really need to get a job as a scout for the Steelers cuz like you're kind of wasting <laughs> your potential here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, making weekly appearances on Steeler Country is not your calling. I mean, we appreciate no, it. Yeah, don't get me wrong,
0: but We need uh, you, know, you to find the next but yeah,
1: You have a higher caller. Yeah, exactly. What? You need to find the next the next James Harrison, right? All right. So, uh, we're moving I have to come on here and be mocked.
0: We have to- You should play that back though.
1: And sort of I, I It should. It's very fair easy it, to find because it it's the awards podcast that year. All right. So now here's our list. Now most potential: Eli Rogers, Sammy Coates, Artie Burns, Sean Davis, Javon Hargrave, Bud Dupree. The two that stand out to me, who based on how we're talking now, are that can come off. I think you guys are going to disagree with me a lot, but Eli Rogers and Bud Dupree, because we've seen it.
2: No, I mean. Uh, uh, for for me, the, the top of the list. I mean, as far as you know, knocking people off. I, you know, I kind of take a different approach to this. I look at that list and I go, who's got the most potential here? Bud Dupree. He's the guy with the most potential. Yeah. Yes, he's shown some of it. He's got a long way to go to become. You know, he's he. You you don't think Bud Dupree um, is in the is in the same category as Greg Lloyd and and um, and uh, James Harrison, but potentially. He could be there. He could be. That's a right. gigantic potential. He's shown enough now. You go, okay, I can see that happening. So, it you know, doesn't mean it's going to happen, but potentially it can. He's got the most potential from what we've seen so far. That's my top guy.
0: And can he you does. say the same thing about Artie Burns? Is Can he be the like a Rod Woodson or Carnell Lake or a, uh, you know, uh, Mel Blunt type of
1: guy? I, I, I mean, for me, I think Artie Burns is, has a lot of potential. Yeah, I think I think he showed at times this year, you know, when when teams tried to pick on him um, with, you know, subpar receivers or a subpar quarterback, uh, you know, he didn't make them pay interception wise, but uh, he had a lot of good pass breakups this year. I thought he showed flashes um, of being a very good corner. I, I can see I mean, where you guys are coming from with Bud, though.
0: I mean, are you OK with putting Burns and Bud in the top three? I think. We're gonna remove Sean. Are Davis. we missing someone? Well, then make a case for Sean Davis right now.
1: Well, I don't know if I can. But because either. here's because my my most potential is not Bud Dupree, it's Sammy Coates. I think what Sammy I make Coates, a case for Sammy. I think what Sammy Coates showed in the in that flash this year is more like Eli Rogers showed. Here, let's just go over what everyone showed off, right? Eli Rogers showed off this year that he could be a very good slot corner in this league, right? Maybe not a great slot corner, but like a very good slot corner or slot corner, slot receiver. Uh, and, we, and you know, you need that, right? The Steelers haven't had that for a while. They really haven't had anyone like Eli Rogers in a very, very long time. Um, but that's really all he's ever going to be. Artie Burns. Again, like I just said, Artie Burns can be a very good corner. Is he going to be Richard Sherman? Probably not. Right. But he's, but he is at least going to be the best corner. The Steelers have had since Ike Taylor. Um, and at least has shown signs of that, I'm going to skip Sean Davis for a second. Cause I think Sean Davis is really, really good. Javon Hargrave, unfortunately for Javon Hargrave, the potential for him is kind of, uh, is limited because the nose tackle position in modern football has been taken out because so many teams play the nickel and the Steelers are in that list. Uh, so he doesn't get to play every down. So his potential is only going to really be as a first and second down player, really only a first down player. And then he comes in when to or Hayward need a rest and or are hurt, um, and then for Bud, God, I agree with what you guys are saying. Because Bud, Bud led the league at the end when during his last, like, whatever it was, six games. He had four and a half sacks as a most of any linebacker over that stretch. But Sammy Coates in those two games was on the Martavis level, right? He was not just like, whoa, that guy's good. It was like, wow, Sammy Coates is way better than we thought. Uh, it's not like, you know, it was, it was turning into Martavis who, Right we didn't need Martavis because we had Sammy and all of a sudden we had another guy who was, uh, one of the top receivers, um, or could be one of the top receivers. You know, that people forget, like you remember that Jets game of how many passes he dropped in that game. There were so many times when, and I think he had in that game, like 150 yards receiving, but he dropped so many passes in that game. And of course it came out afterwards that he had the broken fingers. Um, but even I mean against the Chiefs too, it wasn't just like he got his start this year by being the deep threat, right? He was making those long 50, 60 yard passes. But then against the Chiefs, they started using him over the middle. They started using him on out routes. They started to open up the route tree for him. Um, and by the time we got to the Jets game, he was a, he was like the full blown focal point of the offense. And and I will grant that it was easy for him because he had the you know, he had the surprise factor and everyone wanted to double team A B at the time. But, man, he, wa- he was spectacular for those two games. Um,
2: and- so I agree with you. He's my number two guy on, on the list. That was where I was going for number two for all the reasons you're talking about. Uh, and it's just I, I put him under Bud Dupree because Bud Dupree, we saw more evidence than we saw from – because the coach thing was just so fast. Right. It was such a short little body of work that, you know, yeah, but the potential is there based on what we saw, but we saw very little.
0: I agree. I got Sammy in the in the top three. I think. Um, I mean, he definitely can get deep. He he got deep against New England. He basically you know could have made a big difference. He just didn't catch the ball for whatever reason. The potential is there. And just like you said, I like again. Maybe it was against Kansas City where not only was he doing the short routes, but he I think he was catching screen passes and kind of running through and guys him, and getting yeah, yeah, yeah getting seven or eight yards. So
1: yeah, yeah, he was He's he in was my top they, three. they opened him up to the full offense. All right, so are we good with taking off Javon Hargrave? Yes. Okay. Are we good? Well, we're we're good with leaving. We're going to leave Bud Dupree and Sammy Coates on the list, so those two are co- are staying on. Now let me make it. Let me make the case for for Sean Davis to be the number three. So Sean Davis this year, uh, the Steelers have always had that like bullet head type guy, right? And it's it's right now it's Mike Mitchell. It is definitely Mike Mitchell, but Sean Davis came in at a time when the Steelers. We're having a very hard time stopping the run, right? It was the Ajay game, and then it was the Ezeek game, and it was just the Steelers could not stop anybody against the run. Then Sean Davis came into the mix. They started playing him in the box. He reminded me, and I I know this comparison is is very stupid for someone this young, but he reminded me of a young Troy Palomalu, of someone who was just around the ball all the time. Um, he's not flashy like Troy was. You know, Troy had the long hair. You knew where he was at all times. You know, Sean Davis um, is not a flashy guy, but he was always around the ball making uh, – I I, forget, I don't even know how many tackles he made this year, but he made a lot of impact tackles. He may, And he made uh, – he kept getting better and better as the year went on. I think his best game was the game against Kansas City, you know, and, and it ended with him really making the, the game-saving play, which is he's the one who swatted the ball away uh, – for, to save the two-point conversion against Kansas City. I think he has the coverage skills. I think he has um, the the tackling ability. Um, here's a guy who was moved from cor- from being a corner at, when he started. He was the nickel corner to then being starting safety. Uh, I think this guy has the potential for Sean Davis. Uh, he, you know, he intercepted a couple passes. He had the one against uh, – he, he intercepted against uh, uh, the Giants, and there was one other one. He had two interceptions. I forget who the second one was against, but um, you know he has good ball skills. He has good tackling. You know he's kind of the. the I know he's. You know he doesn't get mentioned a lot among Steeler players, but I think this. I think the sky's the limit for Sean Davis.
0: I think he made a good case. I think he's solid. Um, he's kind of like you said. He's not flashy, so it's it's hard to notice him a lot. Um, and as far as potential, being that he's. I mean, if he's a mainstay player for the next 10 years, yeah, that's exactly what you want. at safety, you know, solid guy that's at the right spot at the right time. It just seems that, I mean, I think it's between him and Artie Burns then for that, you know, of the top three. And maybe a cornerback just seems like they can be more flashy and have more potential.
1: Maybe, but that wasn't oh, the case but- with Troy Polamalu, right?
0: No, he he was flashy though. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe because Sean Davis just hasn't shown to be flashy, and so it seems like he has less potential because of it. And maybe yeah, that's he, not fair. He, but
2: he wasn't as noticeable. But I mean, my my thing on Burns is that um, he doesn't. So far, I mean, he he might be a good like Tony said. He you know he he broke up some passes and that, but that that doesn't mean they're not going to come back and try again. They don't fear that. Right. Um, it's just like, oh, I threw the ball over there and he broke it up. So you know, I'll just try again. You know, uh, when I think I got him, you know, when I when I catch him, you know, making a bad move or 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 reading something wrong, um, and and so so you know, that's a lower cap on potential as far as the way I view Steeler defense and Steeler secondary, um, and it's a pretty high bar. So so um, you know what. The, the case you made for for Davis um, is is quite different. It's a much, much more of an impact player, much more of a, hey, you know, if I'm the, if I'm the opposing quarterback, I need to know where this guy is, um, and what he's doing may change the way I the way I call a play, if, whether I audible or I don't audible. Yeah. Um, and that, so that that's a much higher potential, you know. Now that may change if Artie starts making interceptions. Which is, the, which is the problem right now for Arnie, yeah which is why if he had a couple interceptions this year and he's, like, kind of putting other quarterbacks well, he had, he on those. Yeah, he didn't
1: have three. He had three.
2: You think you're going to pick on me, you're going to pay. Um,
0: but he didn't, have, he didn't have the play that you're like, holy crap. Right. This guy's going to be a star. Right. And then, and then you don't see it for a few weeks. And, you know, you're like, gosh, when are we going to see that again? Kind of like what we saw from Shazier's first year, right? Right. You know, yeah. you see some great plays, but then you don't see him. So we didn't even see – Really, one play like that from him. I okay. mean, he had good yeah. plays, but so that's why maybe it's hard to say. It would be blind potential a little bit if you want to say it that
1: way. No, I think. I think you. Got, I think you know. Not only the thing with Sean Davis is that I don't. It's not just that he's he's good in pass coverage, which I think he really is, and I think he got better and better as the year went on. But the thing that he was great at right from the word go was he became this like sure tackler. Getting guys in the box, and they would use him almost in that like linebacker role. Um, and then he was blitzing a lot. I forget how many sacks yeah, he had this that's year. That's right. Sean Davis had Sean Davis was a good pass rusher from the safety position because he's so athletic.
0: He had one and a half sacks.
1: One and a half? Okay. So not yeah, actually good though. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm willing
0: to put Sean Davis over, uh, Hardy Burns, in the top three.
1: Joe. Done. All right. So, winner, uh, winner is, is, is Bud Dupree. Do we already decide that, or?
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think, think so. Like, yeah, yeah. When
0: you when the potential that you have is to be one of these great linebacker, you know, uh, linebackers of the Steelers, that's the potential.
1: We just put the his name could him. be right up there with him. We get, we all you How know last you know last time we did this why we, just, we, gave, we gave Jarvis Jones most potential. Oh, I said, we'll "Put the stank on him." No, oh, somebody uh, had it. He did. No, just right. because we say they have potential doesn't mean they're going to fulfill it.
2: It just means it looks like they
1: have it. I actually think that was another one where I did that. I think I you gave that to him in protest. I think I, I think uh, I disagreed with you guys that year.
0: Where, where, where do we put Dre Archer? What award did we give him that we're uh, putting the curse on somebody? Oh, no, I'm
1: sorry, we gave Mark. Uh, it was we put. Most disappointing was the use of – yeah, was the – <laughs> the, the coach's to, use, of the use of Drie Archer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. None. They didn't even you're, give
2: the guy a chance.
1: That's yeah. true. They, you're, they you're, never
2: redeemed themselves on that. They go down with that award.
1: No, they, they, they redeemed well, themselves. No one ever picked him up. That's true. No one else gave him a chance well, either. Well, so. all right. So, the other – Well, it's
2: stupidity all around. <laughs> all How right.
0: about this? Uh, you should post all the old awards okay. sometime somewhere.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I can do that. I'll put that on a. You'll the, you'll find a link yeah, on Steeler Country. You'll, you'll find these awards, um, and I'll also put uh the last three times we did this on there. You'll find it on SteelerCountryPodcast.com. Just look for a link uh near the top of the page. All go right. all the way back. Why would you not go all the way back to whenever the first time we did? Yeah, it? that's what I mean. We did. We've only done this like five times, I think. We didn't do this the first couple years of the podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, it's all oh, that not that that easy, easy to go to the archives, Joe.
1: If we if we get
2: if if. If we argued about uh, given given the uh, most valuable player, wait a second. What was the year where we lost all the games because of special teams
1: and the and the punter had to make all the – It was two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine, and you gave it oh, to so Shepovedo. it goes back
2: to at least two thousand nine. <laughs>
1: Right, when no, we've been oh, that's true. We've been doing MVP since like, I think this thing started. I think we've been doing MVP, but then we started doing more. I added these awards, like that's all these, and you guys hated it. Well, you it.
2: ought to put a list together of all the different awards that have been
1: given. Okay, yeah, we'll put that on the website. All right, let's move on because this podcast is going to go long again. All right, let's go most improved player of the year. Now, this list is interesting because there's some weird names on this list, but let's go over the Most improved player of the year, Lawrence Timmons, James Harrison, Jesse James, Stefan Tuitt, Sammy Coates, and Alejandro Villanueva, the left tackle. Now, I know putting two veteran players who are nearing the end of their career on most improved is kind of weird, but hear me out on why both these... I think James Harrison speaks for itself uh, for why he's most improved player of the year, because uh, two years ago, everyone thought he was uh, gone and retired. And then last year, it was like, yeah, James Harrison is still on the team, but whatever uh but this year you know he really turned it around and looked like he was like 28 year old James Harrison out there um it was an incredible turnaround for him and I would say the same thing about Lawrence Timmons although I don't think Lawrence Timmons really fell off uh as much as Harrison did but I think this was probably if not Timmons best year the second best year that Timmons ever had on the defense that's why I put him on this list um but yeah, I, I did want to shout out to those two guys because of their standout performance in you know late in their career.
0: I definitely see Harrison and your uh, point you made there. However, Lawrence Timmons, I believe last season or maybe the season before, he either won our MVP or he was in the top three. He was. You're right. Yeah, he did. Two so um, two years ago. So I mean, unless he improves so much that he's now you know an All Pro or you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, I, to me, well, maybe he fell off a little bit last year, and he's improved from that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I have Lawrence in, in our top three. I don't think he Remember belongs. In it
1: nah, yeah, you're right. I don't think he belongs because he's he's not. It's not like he was bad. Had a bad year, and then all of a sudden turned it around. Yeah, yeah. he's too good. All right,
0: but James um, Harrison was interesting.
1: I'm going to make a case to remove Jesse James from this list. Uh, I thought. How- I thought he was good in stepping in for Heath Miller. He was improved. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think... I think the only case I can make for removing him from the list is because I don't think he was as improved as the other guys on the list. I don't think he's as improved as Harrison or Tuit or Sammy Coates or, or Villanueva.
0: This is Jesse James' second year?
1: Yeah. The... Yes? Yes. Yeah.
0: And, um... I'm looking it up right now. He had 39 catches this season.
1: How many did he have last season? About seven, ten. I don't even know. Not a lot. Okay. But Heath wasn't, on the te- wait, he-
0: Heath wasn't on the team last season? Heath was on the team last year. Last year he was? Yeah. Okay.
2: So we have I both of them. I don't know that I would leave uh, Co- Coates on the list. Why would you leave Coates on the list?
0: Well, yeah, I, I don't think Coates what? played enough. I mean, I understand what you mean. If you just if you just look at the two or three games he played, where he was pretty dominant.
1: Yeah, that was my thing. Is like I can, he was crazy. You I mean, right? can't have most
2: potential and most improved the same at the same yeah. time. I don't. That doesn't make. Is he sense. on all
1: of our lists? Right. Who's
0: on list? Disappointing. Also. He,
1: oh my God. Wait, can we keep him on so we can, he could literally be – could he – let's make an argument for Sammy well, Coates. Well, that just proves that we're like schizophrenic let's, people. Let's make an argument for Sammy Coates, Defensive Player of the Year. Now, hear me out. He was very good on special teams. <laughs>
0: that is true. All
1: right. Um, all right. So let's, we'll remove him. So now we have three. We need to remove one. So we have James Harrison, Jesse James, Stefan Tewitt, Alejandro Villanueva.
2: So I I mean I I don't know much about offensive line play and whether you're improved or not, but I'll just say this: Is Villanueva? You know, I I like noticed him more this year than than ever before. So I'm going to guess that you know it it, that he he was much improved,
1: but I couldn't really tell you why. You're saying you noticed him in a bad way, or you noticed him in a good way? No, in a good way. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: he, he, he started the whole season, right? Yep. And he was not a liability. Right. I mean, that's all you could ask for from your offensive line. Not, not not too, no, but they also, unless,
2: well, no, you'd see him. Unless play, you see him uh, going they, downfield. They would show and him in some of, some of Bell's runs where they'd they'd show yeah. him, you know, pulling or blocking. Pulling in, and, you know, right. Uh, I mean, you know, or he'd be downfield. Um, uh, did he recover? Didn't he get a fumble recovery or something somewhere in the – maybe I'm wrong.
1: Maybe. I don't remember. I mean, I we thought didn't he fumble did. that much this year. To be well, plus he's in that commercial with. He? He's in the commercial. <laughs> he's in that commercial. Hat. He's representing us you well. Gotta give him that. Yeah. Um, I How did me, he do
0: his uh, the rookie season? The last season, he, he was decent now.
1: Yeah, let me make yeah. the argument for for Villanova real quick. Let me let me make the argument why I think he might even be the most improved player. So last year, coming into the year, um, we had uh, Kelvin Beecham was our left tackle. Now, two thousand and fourteen, uh, Kelvin Beachum had by the analytics people, Joe's favorite people. Uh, One of the best – he was one of the best left – one of the five best left tackles in football, right? The Steelers had found their next – I'm going to forget the guy's name. Leon Searcy was the right – well, Leon Searcy was a left tackle, I think. Oh, God. I'm going to butcher this. Anyway. Nobody's going to argue. Yeah, he was one of them. Yeah. 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 So uh, – but no, they had found their next great left tackle, right? It was a position that if you will remember the Steelers from 2006 – To just recently, the Steelers had one of the worst offensive lines in football perennially. Uh, The the Steelers had uh, a horrific time running the football, um, both because they couldn't find a great running back and because their offensive line couldn't block anybody. Ben Roethlisberger was one of the most sacked uh, players in football. And now they had found their left tackle. They had found Kelvin Beachum, uh, and he was spectacular. He goes down very early last year with an ACL injury. And we bring in Alejandro Villanueva. Someone who had been a tight end in college um, and I think also a defensive lineman in college. And Mike Tomlin saw him and thought, we need to bring that guy in because not because I think he can be a great left tackle, but just because he's a great athlete and we can do something with him. Um, They convert him to left tackle and he has to come in and start right away for this team because of Beecham's injury. He played pretty, you know, he played decently well last year. But not well enough to earn the starting role. The Steelers went out in the offseason and signed a guy, Ryan Harris from the Denver Broncos, who was, uh, who was one of their starting tackles. And he was going to come in and compete for that starting left tackle role. Villanueva won that position going away. And not only won the position, but has now become our next, you know, again, we found another next great Steeler left tackle. Uh, like you said, Joe, you know, he was. Uh, he was not involved in any major uh, sacks this year. The, ben Roethlisberger was upright. And left tackle is the most tough position to play in the National Football League. You are going up against, on every single play, the best pass rusher the other team has to offer. And if he were anything other than great, we, Ben Roethlisberger would have been sacked plenty of times this year. And it just didn't happen. Um, not, not to say that it you know, wasn't because the offensive line itself wasn't great. But he was a great part of a great offensive line. Um and the the story that he's had from coming in last year and and being okay um but not good enough to actually win the role to this year where offensive line was just i mean it's it's top five or top three in the national football league. um I think his story is a fantastic one and I know we don't want to give this thing for like lifetime award or whatever, but um it's hard to not think about where he came from when you're talking about him I mean I'm convinced on that you know you sold me <laughs> all right. So who are we removing from the list?
0: Well, we didn't That's really we talk said about Coates.
1: Tewitt. Coates and Timmins. Yeah. So we, we have Harrison, James, Tuit, Villanueva. We need three. We have four.
0: Yeah. And so I, I think that two things. Two we didn't talk much about. He really stepped up once Cam Hayward went out, or at least you noticed him more. Yep. And so I think that there's something to be said for that. And the, and the more I think about Harrison I almost think it's kind of a diss to put him on the most improved list because of his great career. And I understand where he was last season. But a lot of last season, correct me if I'm wrong, may not have been his fault because they kept trying to get um, Jones on the field more and, and things like that. And, and this season they finally just said, our best chance is Harrison and we're going to um, you know, count his plays and make sure he's ready for the end of the season. And they, they just were more smart on how they used him.
1: I don't I don't I don't don't see it as a diss. I mean, you know, Joe used to have this have this diss that he would use that, you know, remember he said earlier in the year, right, James Harris, it's it's a it's a uh it's a slight on on the defense. Yeah, it's a slight on all of our other young players that they can't beat out this old James Harrison guy, right? But that stopped being a diss at some point. And I think even Tomlin saw it when it was like, no, no, no. It's not that we don't have another good pass rusher that can beat James Harrison, it's that James Harrison is just still playing at a very, very high level, right? I don't think it's a, a diss to put him on this list because I don't – I think he rolled back the clock many, many years this year.
0: But but I guess my point is um, that's almost saying like he, he wasn't doing it last year. I mean was he – I guess he didn't have the production.
1: He definitely didn't have the production.
0: But he may have been in – he may have been in shape to do it. I guess my point is maybe he didn't get – was was not given the chance to the do
1: reps. it. Yeah, yeah. I think the reps came with the production this year, though, right? I mean, I think that they it became pretty clear That's at some true. point this year that you just had to start James Harrison because of the way he was playing. I'm still making the case we remove Jesse James from the three, and our three are yeah. I'm okay with that. Villanova two at Harrison. Okay, Joe.
2: I, I mean, I don't know that I agree with Harrison on this list
1: still, even after what you said.
2: Uh-oh. Uh, just cuz he's a veteran, he's a veteran player and and that's to say that he he had somewhere to improve from and I don't really think he did. I think it was more a matter of role playing last year and and this year his his role changed. Um and he was you know just put back in a position to you know to 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 do this starting job for a team. Um I mean I agree with Villanueva uh I don't know. I don't understand why you would take – I mean you're talking – the category is called most improved. Right. How, how do you make an argument that Jesse James didn't have a massive improvement over over the the prior year? I mean I know – you could argue the same thing. It's role changes, but Jesse James is not a veteran player. I mean he played behind a veteran player last year and now this year um, – He had a fill it? of shoes. Um, yeah. You know, so um, I, I don't know how you take him off of this list. I really don't. Um,
1: so we're saying so take off I'm, Harrison. Or who else, you leave? are you I, in your saying leave so, Tuit no. it. on? I don't know how uh, you yeah take
0: Tuit off. I, I, I think was, you take well, off because
2: Tuit was very good last. Not like it was a surprise that he was good. He was good last year too. We we talked about Keck,
1: Hayward and Tuit last That's year. True. So.
0: Did two of me? Um, did two win rookie of the year? Do we have a rookie of the year?
1: Last year, or most potential. Last year's rookie of the year was uh, 2015 Steelers rookie of the year. Who or won?
0: most potential. Anyway, here's but, my but, but, oh, here's but, one sorry. one more point on James Harrison. Um, I would like to. He's on the list for defensive mb defensive player of the year, right?
1: Yeah, you're skipping ahead. <laughs> I, oh,
0: okay. No, 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 go ahead, go sorry. ahead. No, no. no I'm, yeah. Okay. Maybe he's on the list for Defensive Player of Year. I would like to make a case for that, better, more than yeah. than most improved.
1: Okay, I, no, I can see removing him from. That. I think you guys have made a good argument of like he's all, you know he's most improved, but more improved than than uh, Jesse James, more improved than it more improved than Villanueva. Probably not. I mean, he was he's played at a high level. He didn't play at a high level last year. I don't know. He did he did like get cut. He didn't not play at a high level
2: last year. Right. No, he, when he went to the – he wasn't playing at a high level his last year with the Steelers prior to going to the Bengals, which would have been four seasons ago. Right. So you're saying yeah. he's improved over four seasons. Since then? Yeah. yeah. Shocker. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you want to I mean, in that context. But from last year to this year, he's not. Right. I mean, a- anyway,
0: if you go from a Bengal to a Steeler, you're the most improved player in the NFL, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, so who wins then? I think Villanueva.
0: Yeah, I think you made a good case for Villanueva.
1: Villanueva. All right, I agree. I'm glad we got someone on here at the offense. I was worried we are going to go through this whole thing and not have an offensive lineman anywhere on here. But that's not true. Most improved player of the year, Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, runners-up, Jesse James, Stefan Tuitt. All right, that's going to do it for Steel Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountryPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. And remember to subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts are found, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. We're on all of them. You can find us there. We'll be back on Wednesday of this week, a little earlier, to do our Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, and then our MVP of the 2016 season. We'll see you on Wednesday.